1: Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and welcome to Metaphysics, of You Through the Veil. I am back today to talk some more about the book, Money is an Energy Game, with the authors Peg Donahue and Madeline Gerwig. Our original conversation was on September 3rd, 2021, but this book is so all-inclusive and inspirational that we could only scratch the surface. I want to introduce the authors again. Peg Donahue and Madeline Gerwick are two very well educated and accomplished women with BAs and MBAs through our higher education system, as well as scholarship and expertise in feng shui and and astrology. Let's also add in many years of business experience in corporations, nonprofits, consulting, and teaching. With all this talent, education, and expertise, Peg and Madeline. Put together the very readable and workable money is an energy game. Previously, in our September 3rd, 2021 interview, we talked about the positive money vibe, the prosperity commitment, how to recognize and release blockages to success through, among other techniques, tapping. We also explored the science behind these processes. I would like to start today with the need for trust and timing, The circulation of wealth, feelings. We also need to know how to support ourselves in achieving success through office placement, the use of language, food, sleep, and exercise, and how to align ourselves to the higher frequency, as well as achieving prosperity with spiritual awareness. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. There is so much to talk about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, thank (laughs) you, I'm (laughs) going to have you guys. (laughs) Thanks.
1: Um, I'm going to start with trust. uh, Okay, this is personal. Trust is a big issue with me. (laughs) So I'm going to start with trust and timing and then go into the timing. But trust, to be able to trust the universe that it loves you (laughs) Mm. and it wants to support you. How do you get to that point of trust?
3: Well, one of the things that is challenging is that we have a certain set of experiences and the experiences that we have are all related to what we believe. Mm. And so if we happen to believe that we have to do it all on our own, or maybe we have a partner that will help us or something like that but we don't trust the universe then the universe can never show us that you see mm-hmm. the universe can never show you something that you don't believe
1: so it will reflect back your lack of trust
3: right and yeah. so yeah and so and so the experiences that you have in that situation Always reflect your belief that you can't trust the universe, which only yeah. reinforces the fact that you can't trust the universe.
1: <laughs> the it's the merry-go-round. yeah, <laughs>
3: and so yeah, so it, it is a a big sort of leap of faith, I guess you could say, that people often need to make because they have been on this other path where they don't trust it. And it's good to start with something small, you know, start with, you know, you need a good parking place in downtown Manhattan or something.
4: (laughs) That's
1: a
3: lot of
4: trust. (laughs) Hey, hey, that (laughs) worked for me one day. One day I was um, visiting a friend and we were, um, my husband and daughter were with us. We, um, a friend drove into the Empire State Building. We were going to look at it and Mm -hmm. we all said, wouldn't it be great if we got a parking spot right outside the Empire State Building? And we looked And there it was. And it was a free parking spot outside the Empire State (laughs) Building. So she pulled in. We hopped up. We were probably in the building about three hours or so. And there was. So, you know, it's one of those things that came to life. Wow. I would have been afraid. This is how bad I am. Well, see, there's the difference, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 We put it out there. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have a a great parking spot? Just show up. Right. Right. Car pulls out and we pull in. That is a great way to start. Yeah, yeah.
3: it's just a matter of being open to the possibility Mm -hmm, that the universe is willing and happy to help you.
1: And does tapping help release some of that fear of, you know, I would have gone back and checked that
4: car two or three times. <laughs> Any boot did they tell, you know. Oh, this, this is a very good discussion for trust.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
4: <laughs> with me, you're right. So it is. So it, trusting is allowing. Now, one of the um, studies that we did and we've worked with over the years is David Hawkins' Map of Consciousness. And he prepared this work, you know, well over 20, 25 years ago or so. So the map of consciousness consciousness is a list of all um, a series of emotions. And it's also similar to the work that Esther and Jerry Hicks did when they came up with a list of emotions. So in Hawkins' work, trust is the neutral point. Mm -hmm. So it's just the the midpoint. Everything below trust are all the... um, I would say the more negative, you know, feelings and emotions, you know, they start at the fear. low end with shame and blame. Yeah. Fear is mm. down there. Anger. Anger is actually a, a higher level emotion than fear, because when you get to the point of anger, you can take action. Right. Yeah. There's energy the, there. There's yeah. energy there. So you can put yeah. it to good use. And then you come up the scale, um, so to speak to, to trust. So trust is the neutral point. Above trust are, you know, the emotions um, of happiness and love and joy and many others. So just striving to get to trust is huge. Mm-hmm. It, it does really is, and help it's significant. with that? Tapping does help with that because mm-hmm. what tapping does is releasing the hold of your negative emotions and your negative, say, experiences
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, that are held in your body, that are held at the cellular level. So right. tapping you know, does release, release that, whether you do the emotional freedom technique or in the book, we, um, I give a guide for emotional freedom and healing. And that I was just that, a process yeah. that I was taught. And I think it goes deeper. I've heard from clients, you know, for the past 15 years that they have gotten mm-hmm. tremendous shifts using this release process. And mm-hmm. so I'd recommend to everyone who wants to release fears about uh, money, not having enough money. Right. There won't be enough money. Never, you know, I'll never um, succeed, type of thing, or I can't trust that I'll have enough, or even if I have it, it will, you know, go away. I'll lose it. Mm-hmm. So, if you're holding um, thoughts like that or fears like that, or you've heard statements like that from your your parents and grandparents and the like, then I'd really suggest that you do the um, tapping exercise that we have in the book.
1: I have to put in here that I'm from the East Coast. If nobody. Didn't know what that accent was. (laughs) I'm from the East Coast. And when I first saw a tapping, I thought my head would explode.
2: (laughs) This makes no
1: sense at all. But I have seen it work over and over again, not only with me, but with others. And I, you know, my mind can't wrap around the understanding of it.
4: Right. And, you know, the result of it. That's right. It doesn't make sense. So what we ask everyone to do is just suspend your disbelief. Suspend mm-hmm. your disbelief because the tapping, the ac- it's acupressure. So the acupressure works at the cellular level. It's yeah. not working at the level of the mind or you know our mental um, field. It's it's well beyond that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So it's at the cellular level and. Uh, I don't understand how it works, but I trust right. that it works. And then I get evidence from my clients um, that it works. Mm-hmm. So that, that is huge for me. And over the years, and I've been doing this um, like you know, 15 to 18 years or so. Over the years, when I have doubted myself, I wonder if that really works. Inevitably, I would get a, um, a message from my clients with um, the, an anecdote about, how big a shift they got from the tapping that they just did, <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh! So I think it, yeah. and it's the I wonder if this really works, and then boom the universe you know, would provide. Evidence comes in, and so <laughs> that is what has, keeps me going with it as well. Yeah. It's it's uh, the people who do it and the results that they're getting, the shift that they're getting. Mm-hmm. So you it's a, it with a, yourself as well. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I do it yeah. uh, with myself, and I do it with family members, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. Madeline, you were going to say oh, something. Oh,
3: I was going to say that really trust is the choice between faith and fear. Yes, it's the same. It's the same one. And when we're choosing the fear choice, that's basically where we get trapped into wanting to control everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we don't know everything, you see, and we can't know things because we have to make decisions at a much faster clip right. than than we used to. And so if we can't trust that we'll get the right information or that the universe is supporting us, you see, then we're always in fear that we can't control things well enough. And and so when we're in that control mania, as <laughs> I like to call yeah. it, uh, you know, and I think years and years ago when, when I was in Civil Air Patrol, you know, they just, you know, really, uh, drummed into us, plan, organize, and control. That was the whole program, right? <laughs> but that is not something that works now because we're in a whole different paradigm. And so the ability to trust is not just to trust yourself and others because you need others now to collaborate with in order to make things happen in, in a better way. Uh, but also to collaborate with the universe because it knows things that we don't know. And it often has a better solution than we can imagine. Mm. So, you know, that, that is the best reason for trusting the universe because God, goddess, whatever word you want to use, creator, mm-hmm. source, it doesn't matter. But there's a lot that we can't even fathom and so we we want to be sure that we're open to other possibilities. And that's the best way to do it.
4: Right. To and, and the way help. that I recommend is just suspend disbelief. You know, if you're recognizing disbelief or lack of trust coming up, just mm-hmm. set that aside and say, maybe this will right. work. Right. Let's see you know, how this works. Mm-hmm. And, or I wonder how this will work. I wonder how. that That's actually a, a stronger one. I wonder how this works. Okay. Yeah. And then just um, set aside your thoughts about it and just go with it. Be in the moment. And that's why it's helpful to have a guide, you know, um, a practitioner help you with this. So with the mm-hmm. recording, you're not thinking about it. You're just following it through. And when I guide clients, and I, I typically do it over the telephone, they don't have to remember anything. All they have to do is be willing to be present and then just follow right along. I would know, mm-hmm. say, you know, just repeat after me and then repeat after me. And so they just follow along. So they don't have to be thinking about the words, so to speak. Yeah.
1: But they can do it themselves through your book and can, Absolutely. can they then tape for themselves so that they can follow along from your book?
4: Oh, well, actually, it is, um, it's on the web. So in the book, there's mm-hmm. a link. So if you have the Kindle, you have a link to the recording. And oh, okay. so you, you listen to that um, and you can keep listening to that as, as many times as um, it feels um, worthwhile to you.
1: And that's on the website
4: of your, your book's website. Um, It is actually, it's, it's a little bit behind the scenes in the book. So if you have the book, you will Mm -hmm. have the link to it and you just click that link, but it's not open to the public. Okay. Yeah. It's only open to people who have the book. book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 You know why? Because I have the book in a PDF and also in, in hard copy and um, that's why I'm, I'm saying if you don't have it in Kindle, can you get that link? Oh, it's
3: written in the book. It's okay. Fabulous. Yes,
4: it's right at the bottom in the in the footnotes and it's also in the appendix. So yes, you have the link. Okay.
1: Um you talked about um being in partnership with a greater consciousness. Um, but you talk about partnerships quite a bit through the book and about the new vibration that is going to allow the Partnerships. I think you called it conscious unity. Do I have that right?
3: Well, the, the collaboration aspect is primarily due to the fact that we changed to the millennium number to, from one to two. Right. And so we're really at the very beginning of this process. So if you think about 1999, for example, that's mm-hmm. when we were at the, the highest level of working independently we'd had the most time to learn those techniques of working independently and competing and so forth. (laughs) And now we're learning how to cooperate and collaborate and, and balance uh, things between uh, perhaps different factors. Mm -hmm. You see so cooperation requires balance or, you know, some, some type of balancing of different competing uh, needs. And so it's, it's really about that number two in, and we're at the very, very beginning of it,
1: you and know, 500 years
3: to... now, you know, <laughs>
1: we'll be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> so yeah. that brings us to timing too. Yeah. And Ooh, and you one. talk about timing in the book.
3: Okay. So I provide uh, the good timing guide. Right. And, uh, and, and, I've I've done this every year since 1997,
1: and this and, is based on astrology. Yes, and, and you can get this on your website Polaris.
3: Yeah, on PolarisBusinessGuides.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, now timing is an odd uh, concept because basically, in in astrology, astrology is the study of cycles, and from an energetic point of view nothing really occurs unless there's a particular type of energy available for that to occur so we don't see random events we see events that reflect the energies that are happening overhead and and so you know if you're watching a, you know the afghan war for example there is mm-hmm. a cycle going on right now for that to occur you see that type of an uh, energy or that type of a situation to occur. So when I do the good timing guide, it's all basically what color coded, right? So that you don't have to know any astrology because that, that would be hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, so the idea is that you can, um, you know, just, just look at color codes and, and um, you know, see, Oh, yeah, this day would be good for communications. This day is a good one for a new start or this one. People want to spend their money, that sort of thing. And this day is not a good day to do something important because it's a timeout period and nothing's going to come of it.
1: You also have in there what what to do during timeout periods.
3: Yes, (laughs) that's right. Yeah, And, and there are good things to do. You know, mm-hmm. I get a lot of cleaning done during time out.
1: Right. It. Procrastination. When yeah. I, I am well, so good while procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: a good catch-up period.
1: Yeah. Great yeah.
3: catch-up periods, you know. You're not starting something new, but, man, there's always a lot to finish, right? Yeah. Finish things. Right. And they're actually very good periods for brainstorming. They're, they're really sort mm-hmm. of fertile that way, you know. But uh, not a good time to make a decision because you're likely missing or misunderstanding something really important. And if you had that information, you'd make a completely different decision. And when you get that information or understand it correctly, you will then have to throw away everything that you did up to that point from the wrong decision and start over. And so when <clears throat> when I was in the corporate world, I just stopped being available for meetings during time-out periods, because we always made the wrong decision. And <laughs> and it was just like, okay, let, let's just stop wasting money.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, see, stop wasting our time, energy, and resources on something where we are missing some critical piece of information. So, so it was valuable for me to experience it at the corporate level and really understand that energy at, in a really a different way from what maybe it had been presented to me before. And, you know, the, one of the best data points for timing or using timing was a group of astrologers back in the early 90s or late 80s, somewhere in there, <clears throat> had decided they wanted to research what cycle could cause companies to, to become bankrupt. And so they randomly selected 1400 bankrupt companies to look at their company charts based on when they were started with their state and one hundred percent of wow. these 1,400 businesses started during a timeout uh, and astrologers call those periods void of course moons, <laughs> which is a very archaic term that you know we, we just can't comprehend.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: that's why I call them timeouts because you can't score because the ball is not in play. Yeah. It's a timeout. And it's a timeout all over the world at the same time.
1: It's, <laughs> you know? I was, yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what sign you are, does it? It doesn't
3: so, matter what okay. sign you are. And you want to start your projects on good days because mm-hmm. your chart, you are not your project. Mm-hmm. This is a common mistake that people make. They think, oh, this is a good day. You know, if they know a little bit of astrology, they think, oh, this is a good day for me to start this project. But it may not actually be a good day, you see, in terms of the final result or something else.
1: For that project, you mean. So you've got the project. project. There's a project birth.
3: Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's a project birth. And that is why timing is important, because you don't. You don't know what you're signing up for if you're not looking at timing. Because whatever that birth time is, you Mm -hmm. know, that's all going to play out throughout your project. And if you sign up, if you start it during a day when it's yellow final result or or orange or red, it's not going to work out the way you expect it to or want it to.
1: Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of red in my chart there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> you know, uh, October has a lot of red in it because Murphy yeah. goes retrograde.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I thought was just personal.
3: Yeah, no, no, it's not yeah. personal. And that's actually one of the great benefits of good timing is to know that when you encounter these challenges during these red periods that show up, it's not personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. The universe is just <laughs> shifting your focus to something a little different, that's all. And, and you know, so... There are times it's not a good time to sign a contract because if you sign that contract, you may discover your needs are actually different at the end of the period, or you may discover mistakes in it, or you know so on and so forth. So, you know, there are p- times when it's not good to push forward at, in in our ninety miles an hour down the road <laughs> way that we yeah. do this.
1: Yeah. So, um. Is there any way anybody could do this without your your guide? or it really is timing. Yeah. <clears throat> like in, well, in the book, you talk about timing, but yeah, yeah, if they're
3: an astrologer and they, they understand aspects and planetary uh, cycles and things like that. Uh, they could, they could figure it out. You know, it's well, just
4: the timeouts avoid course moons. So if they just, you know, oh, to work, around, said, uh, work around void of course. Moons. Yeah. If yeah. they had,
3: if they had yeah. a way to, to know uh time out periods, they'd, probably have to know a have an ephemeris maybe or an astrology um yeah so if they had an astrology software
1: Mm -hmm.
3: or an ephemeris they could figure Mm -hmm. out when the moon is going to go void
1: So, best to
4: buy your guide.
3: (laughs) Well, easier. (laughs) Easier, best, yeah.
2: Easier, yeah.
4: Yeah. I I like using the guide because it's like a traffic system. Think of a traffic light, red, green, and yellow. And we all know, you know, the energies of those. So, when you see um, those colors in the guide, you know something's up and then you can look into it. And after a while, you will know the patterns just looking at um, the placement, you know, on the day. And mm-hmm. so it's easy to use.
3: And if you get the good timing newsletter, then that'll tell you what those red, green, and yellows are all yeah. about. Yeah. And yeah. so it gives you more detail and you can, you can know what the challenges will be, what the great opportunities are and so forth. And so you can be ready for those uh, in advance.
4: And, and yeah, the guide, it, it just makes it easier. Yeah. And, and not, really well, yeah, I
1: actually, uh, Madeline uh, for my audience has sent me the book. And it really is very simple to say, go, stop, think about that.
4: <laughs> you know? And then what you do is you watch the patterns. So you can take notes, you know, when you're doing particular activities, because at first I would say there's a learning curve to it. Yeah. So just take notes if you're doing something during a timeout. Know, jot that down and how well did that go, huh? Yeah, well, you can reflect (laughs) on it afterwards. But the important thing is is not to, you know, get angry at yourself or beat yourself up afterwards, it's just learn from it, learn Mm -hmm. from it, and and keep progressing, make um, better decisions each time. Yes, and to
1: use all the information you can get from the universe, absolutely, trust through uh, astrology. Through, um, again, the partnership with the universe to, That's yeah, to, so to know right. when to go forward or,
3: you yeah, know, what exactly. to go forward
1: with. Yeah,
3: yeah it gives you a lot more confidence if you know that the final result is a good one or, you know, right. that, that there's, this is a money day or something like that. You know, it, mm-hmm. it gives you more confidence when you know that the universal cycles are with you.
4: Are going to support you.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That is not, not only
4: more confidence, it's just easier. You have more flow in your day and more flow in your life. More, much more synchronicity. And you can yeah, easily some, see that as well. Right. And some people talk, to, oh, you have, you just have good luck. Well, it's more than good luck. It is, you know, working with all of these resources that we have available to us. Mm-hmm. It's intentional. <laughs>
1: yes, it yeah. is intentional. Yes,
4: it is intentional. It is intentional.
1: You know, I'm going to take a break right now. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about placement as well as timing. (laughs) So we'll be right back.
0: You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call into to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to A View Through the Veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Okay, I'm back. I'm talking with Peg Donahue and Madeline Gerwick, and we're talking about money is a new energy game. It's not a new energy game. Money is an energy game. It has always been, right? Yes,
3: it's always <laughs> um, And we're
1: going we're gonna to talk about the placement of uh, your office and how things are placed in your office for the energy flow of wealth and success. And that's really your
4: expertise, Peg. It sure is. Okay. Yes, it's one of my favorite topics. Good, good. So, so take um, us away. <laughs> okay, I certainly will. So feng shui is think of it as the art and science of um, of placement, just arranging your space to live your best life.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And so in and there are um, various schools of feng shui, and I have studied with both the Eastern tradition as well as the Western tradition. So today we'll talk about it from a Western um, position because it, I'm it's ask easier. You
1: quickly, sure. though, if you can quickly tell me what the difference is between the two.
4: Oh, sure. Honestly- so in, in classical feng shui, the, um, it comes from the east, the far east, comes from China we would use a compass and we would look at compass directions and we would look at actual compass directions and there's some mathematics involved in that. So a lot of people in the West, they, you know, they um, don't want to get involved in the math. We don't (laughs) do math. Right. And and then the, um, the Western tradition is more um, spiritual. It's more transcendental, but I'll tell you, I had a feng shui school along the way. Mm -hmm. And one day I had a group of students at a particular location, a house. And some of them we, I sent off to analyze the property from the classic um, Chinese position uh, using the compass. Mm-hmm. Some of them I had go off and analyze feng shui from the Western position. And when they came back, they all came up with the exact same issues, just wow. from a different perspective. And it proved to me that it doesn't matter what version you use. You're going to come up with the same answer. And this was at a time in the feng shui, you know, profession mm-hmm. that, you know, a classic feng shui pra- uh, practitioners were saying my way is the best. And the Westerners were saying, no, my way is the <laughs> <Right>. best. <laughs> and I just went off quietly to, um, because I, I needed to know myself. I learned both yeah. methods. And then I sent a group of students out. And it doesn't matter. You're going to come up with it, whichever approach you take. So today we'll talk about it from the Western position. Mm -hmm. So what we use, one of the tools we use in this um, practice is what we call a feng shui bagua. A feng shui bagua is a symbolic map of life issues. Think of it as a tic-tac-toe board. So it's just a box, a grid of nine spaces. And, and so you place it over your land, you place it over your house, you place it over every room in your house. So we can take it right to the office today. Mm-hmm. So if you, um, you know, just look at your office and you um, visualize where you come in or look at where you come in from the door. So you come in at the entrance and the entrance will either be on the left, the middle or the right. Mm-hmm. And the, so you position yourself, you know, or, you know, just think about visualize yourself at the entrance And so, the furthest corner away on the left, the furthest left corner, is what we call the prosperity corner, the wealth and prosperity corner. Okay. The furthest corner—that's the furthest corner on the left from how you come in. The furthest corner on the right from how you come in is about partnerships and and about relationships. So those are two anchor corners. Mm -hmm. And then, if you position yourself or visualize yourself at the entrance again. The corner on the left that's closest to you, the front, what we would call the front left corner, that's about knowledge and personal development. It's about wisdom and knowing the right thing to do. And the corner on the right, to to your right, is what we call helpful people and travel. Mm -hmm. So the wealth corner um, is diagonally opposite helpful people and travel. And the personal development corner is diagonally opposite the partnership and relationships in the middle, so front and, and um, the central align the, the middle of it, not the middle of the Bagua, the middle of the Bagua is what we call the center, but the front, say that middle box, the lower box in the middle is what you call Korea. Mm-hmm. And so Korea is about what you are doing in life. You know, And some people are doing exactly Um, what brings them joy and others are working so that one day they will be able to do what they really like. (laughs) And so the magic is if you can today do what you really like and find, you know, be in joy all along the way. So so we have this grid of of nine spaces and I explain that in the book, you know, we Mm -hmm. have um, information about that. And you have the so, ma-
1: Bagua maps. The we way. have
4: the Bagua map, and yeah. we, I have an, an enhancement, a page on enhancements, quick and easy ways to enhance um, your space, but particularly your office. Mm-hmm. So um, so you think about the, the placement. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the areas for placement is if you're working at a desk, to put your desk in what we call a command position. A command position is a position of power. It's a position of strength. And so the best position of strength is where you have support from behind you. So typically that would be a solid wall, or you can also sit um, with, um, on the diagonal with two walls behind you. That's very, very powerful. You also have open space in front and preferably the larger size of the room is in front of you. It's ahead of you because think of that as opportunity coming your way. And then you can see the door, but you're not directly in front of the door. So, you have support from behind, you have space in front, and you have a view of the door, a view of the door without really having to turn your head or your neck. Yeah. So, that's the ideal position. But many people, you know, are are not sitting in an ideal position. They may be sitting in a cubicle. Sitting in a cubicle, often your back is to the door. So, Mm -hmm. if that's the case, then you could um, put up a small mirror or something shiny, something to give you a view from behind. If you're not able to do that, then put like a little jingle by the door so that if somebody were coming in, what you want to do is know when somebody's coming in so you're not startled by it. Because that's mm-hmm. the energy of sitting with you back to the door. Your nervous system is on edge because you don't know what's happening behind you. You know, yeah. my, growing up, my mother often said, I have eyes in the back of my head. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mothers most say that, do, yeah. right? M- moms have <laughs> eyes in the back of the head. Yeah. We know what's going on behind us. Yeah. <laughs> but your nervous system is also on edge. Now, so how
1: many people right uh, now are in their home,
0: you mm-hmm. know,
1: pandemic, and yes. they have taken a room or uh, hopefully they've taken a room or a part of the room. Yes. So now if you're facing your house, where should that office be? Front, back,
4: right, left? Well, it can, it can be in any part of the house, but, uh, but all houses and all spaces have energy. So mm-hmm. the front of the house is more active. So suppose you're in a sales role, or um, then the front of the house might be a better position for you. Okay. The back of the house is more private and more quiet. So um, that could be, you know, a better position, you know, if you're doing writing and research. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it but depends. It, okay. it really depends. Yeah. All around the house is all, you know, these various energies. And so wherever you are, so you can apply the Bagua, the symbolic map of life issues, you lay it on the house so you can learn what area of the house you're sitting in. You know, are you sitting in the knowledge corner or are you sitting in the wealth corner? Or are you sitting in the center? Maybe you're in a family or you might be in the Korea area. Uh-huh. Um, fame area as the back center. It's about visibility. So you can look at the bagua map and identify where in the house, or where in the building, are you? Because mm-hmm. even if you're going to a workspace, you know, say a corporate workspace, know where you are in that building, and, and just reflect on that. Um, the qualities of those energy and relate them to the feng shui bagua, and and um, begin to understand how that may be influencing you know, what's happening in your, um, in your work and in your career.
1: Have you gone into somebody's office and flipped it or, you know, arranged it? And tell me about, give me an example of okay, one sure. of the people
4: you worked with. Absolutely. So um, many, many years ago, I was working with a um, corporate executive. Well, two, two examples come to mind right now. Both of them were corporate executives. One corporate executive was sitting with his back to the door. And so, he didn't want to change. He was comfortable as he was. He, he wanted to continue sitting with mm-hmm. his back to the door. So, you know, the company moved along. But a few years later, he was not the CEO. He was out of that company and somebody else was CEO. So, I thought that that was just yeah. interesting. Did feng shui yeah. matter? Maybe, maybe not. But he did not hold that CEO role very long. Mm-hmm. In another situation, the CEO... He was sitting with his back to the door. Not only was he sitting with his back to the door, but his back was actually sitting to his boss. You know, his back was at his boss's um, (laughs) front. So his his boss, you know, was um, like had a target on him, you know, metaphorically. (laughs) They were both in opposite corners of the building. Uh But just knowing how where his boss sat and where this gentleman sat, you know, his back was a target to his boss. So anyways, I had him, I suggested that he, um, well, first of all, he had a small office and there was a big conference room next door that was not being used. Yeah. So I suggested actually that he move into the conference room and he turn his desk around, flip mm-hmm. it around so that he and his boss actually faced each other. Yeah. Now they couldn't see each other, but when you step back and look at the Plan, their desks were facing each other
1: energetically.
4: So he, energetically, yeah. and boy, did that make a difference in his um, his work life. Oh, that's great! And it was it was it was um, so much fun to see that and to hear from him. And I, and I worked with him actually over over time for several years for different parts of his workspace. Every time they moved around. Oh, it'd be bad yeah. to um <laughs> analyze the energy and see what was going on, but it's looking at the dynamics of what's going on and mm-hmm. so, so some, there's a lot of layers to this, and some of them are very subtle like the it's very subtle, like where you're sitting in relation to where your boss is sitting, and, and, and if sitting. Yeah. you
1: can't change like if they, he said I want the conference room, they all looked at him and said, No way you know there there's something to mitigate to to Fix that energy flow.
0: Yes. You cannot
1: change or turn your desk around or change your.
4: Right. Like if you can't turn your desk around, an easy solution is to um, hang a mirror and it doesn't, or shiny object. It doesn't have to be very big. It can be very subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can be hidden too, can it? Oh, sure. It can be
1: behind something as long as you have that mirror.
4: Yes, absolutely. Well, you want to be able to see in the mirror, to see somebody coming um, from behind. For a while, um, there were computer mirrors um, being sold. I don't know if they're still on the market, but you could put it on the top of your computer. You could put it on the top of your monitor. And it was the length length of that computer so you could see directly behind. And this was um, probably in the 1990s when I I, um, first came across this. You see, you know, behind. Yeah, wow. so that was a, a really good solution. So there's always a solution or always an adjustment. Some are very obvious and some are more transcendental and hidden. Mm-hmm. But the, there's always an answer, and it's all in the energy. So right. in an office, you want to walk in and see see how it feels. But mm-hmm. there are some basic things that you can do. One, sit in a um, good position. You could also, another a deeper layer is to sit in your um, best directions. That's a little bit more um, complicated, so I'm not going to go into that today, but I will um, tell your listeners, you could um, just Google um, Feng Shui best direction on the web, and I think the, the formula is there. If not, actually, I think I also have it on my website under okay, um, attachments, you can um, print telling people how to. It's just... It, it's a little mathematical calculation yeah. to figure out your best direction. But that each of us have four best directions and four not-so-favorable directions. So if you can sit in your best direction, that's another um, factor. And, of course, get rid of the clutter. Oh, get rid of the
2: clutter. <laughs> clutter, clutter, oh, clutter is,
4: <laughs> um, think of it, it's just anything that you don't love and you don't use, so, in an office, it's easy for clutter to build up because in an office, it's often, often paper piles mm-hmm. or, you know, something you're using or resources or you, you might have a lot of resources out on your desk. Well, get in the habit at least once a week of straightening up your desk. Ideally, do it every day, um, yeah. you know, before you leave the office, you know, um, put everything away, write your action list for the next day so that you are ready to start, you know, fresh. Mm-hmm. And, and get a good start every day. If, you know, that's too much for you, then at least do it once a week. You yeah. know, clear clear your desk, make it orderly, and I guarantee you, you will have a better day um, by mm-hmm. doing so.
3: And, and um, you know, uh, years ago, when I was in the corporate world, I cleaned up my side yard, which was the career area for my property. And I I went to work, and I got the highest raise that I'd ever had.
1: Wow.
3: And, I, and that happened within a couple of days. And I got invited to a luncheon with the president of the company.
1: And Jeez, this is all from cleaning up All of those yours. happened within
3: right. about three or four days yeah. of me cleaning right. up the career area. Right. So I was a true believer.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and it turns out for me that I was actually practicing feng shui long before I studied it. By the time I came across it, it, mm-hmm. I was thrilled because, oh, my gosh, this is a language. There's a language for this, right. for a lot of things that I was feeling intuitively or just doing. One of the things I would do in, in my um, corporate environment, I always brought myself in fresh flowers. i would have a beautiful vase of fresh flowers. People will walk in and say, what's the occasion? I said, it's yeah. for me. I bring it yeah. in for me. Yeah. And, you know, just to create a good feeling in, in my office. During the 80s, we went through um, phases of quality programs. And we adopted corporate values. Neatness um, became a corporate value in the company I worked for, which was awesome because um, we had to go through corporate cleanup days um, periodically. One time, we had to, everybody had to get rid of at least 30% of what you had, of the paper that you had. And there were (laughs) trash cans (laughs) and big barrels everywhere, but that was the rule. You had to let go of 30% of what you had. And, you know, periodically, you know, I I was, um, I'm an avid reader and I would read three or four newspapers and many business journals during the week when I um, travel. I'd just pack them all in my briefcase and take them and and leave them, you know, along the way, Mm -hmm. come back with a lighter suitcase. But if my desk got too burdened, periodically what I would do, I would just clean my desk, wipe them all right into the trash can, and then start. and you know what? That was such a great. I, I can
1: almost feel the enjoyment
4: as you're saying yeah. that. I can yes. feel
1: the enjoyment, and I'm I say, no, I'm just going to get.
4: I'm just going to get a clean start. But what it was yeah. doing? It was taking away that self-imposed pile of work I had created mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah, you know, I have to read all of these. It's like no, you don't.
2: <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's
4: nice to read them, it's nice to know, but and this was long before we had the internet and all that, but I figured, okay, if I need to know it somehow, somebody will have it, and it'll yeah. it'll come back to me. yeah, uh, I will yeah. get a hold of that information, and that's exactly what happens, so to let go of being afraid of letting go of stuff, I was never afraid of letting go of stuff. oh my gosh, if I toss this out, you know, how am I going to get it again? Mm-hmm. I just figured.
1: Hey, it's gonna come, come back. back. Yeah, come back. and, it'll and be, it is the flow. Okay. It is the flow of energy. And it's one of the, the things of you talk about in the book is the circulation of wealth, which is yes.
4: also a flow of energy. Really, it is a flow of energy. The circulation of wealth. So it, you can circulating wealth when you pay your bills. Pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. You know, be yeah. grateful. That you have the you the money to do that. Pay your taxes. Enjoy. You know, taxes are going to um, you have a lot of people goods. choking on that. Oh, I know. well, public good and, and public service and all that. Pay them. Enjoy. joy. you, know, you, you, you want to have things like
3: police and firemen available. Exactly. Things yeah. like that. Roads. You know. Those street yeah. lamps kind know, of come TVs. in handy. Yeah. Yeah. I would say
4: just stop fighting and, and just pay these things. And pain and joy because that energy is going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. you. And it will come back to you multifold. But when you are stressing and fighting and you know complaining about you know things, you're actually pushing money and pushing well-being away from you. It's mm-hmm. a spiral down. Mm-hmm. So this is where I say, at least at minimum, come to neutral. Yeah, yeah. at least. <laughs> come, <laughs> come to neutral. Trust that it will be okay. And, and how about least, with savings?
1: Is that a block at all? Oh, savings what? is good.
4: Savings, savings is so, very
1: good. Because you're because. not circulating it, you're hiding well, it. Well, <laughs> in one way,
4: in, actually, in one way, you are circulating it because when you are saving it at a bank, the bank is sending that out multi times over, so that's those savings are going out for investments. So they In, it is still the circulation. It is a circulation, okay, okay. and then you you're setting it aside for your um, future as well. So yes, savings is very very important because yeah. otherwise, if you're not saving, and uh, you're paying your bills, but you might be spending everything down. So that's a spiral down right there. So you yeah. Know, so um, one
3: of the principles is to build a wealth fund where you save 10% of whatever comes to you, whether it comes to you from earnings, gifts, or investments, whatever. And when you are able to do that, you see, you're actually building your wealth faster because you're attracting money to you because you already have a little fund, right? Of, Mm -hmm. you know, wealth. And so it's attracting more money to it and to you. So, So it's important to save and to be, uh, you know, you want to really get yourself out of debt, especially credit card debt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, where you're not, you know, you you may have debt in the sense of a mortgage, but you have an asset behind that debt. Yeah. My
4: my husband and I have not carried credit card debt in over 40 years. We just, we put everything on a credit card and pay it at the end of the month. And boy, has that served us well. Mm-hmm. we do not carry, you know, that kind of debt.
1: A yes. lot of people, it's, yeah. it's very, um, it's, I, you know, I think the younger generations are used to monthly payments. Everything is a, uh, you know, cable is a monthly payment. You know, sure. your phone, sure. is mo- everything is sure. a monthly payment. Sure. And they're very used to credit card monthly payments rather than pay off.
4: Oh, yeah. So yeah. make your monthly payment, whatever yeah. is, is in full on that credit card.
1: And And what is the energy difference in the monthly payment versus the payoff? You're not paying interest, Mm
3: -hmm. which is quite a big amount, Uh,
4: which is huge. Right. But that's not
1: circulation. (laughs) That's not circulation.
4: Oh, paying the interest? Yeah. Well, that's an extra expense. So that is um, money that you could be putting into your own savings. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: ideally, that's a flow away from you. It's almost like money going through your fingers, which is really a uh, wording. um, We're into language now, the wording of money going (laughs) through your fingers.
3: Right. Like water,
1: you know, like water. And how that impacts your. Right.
3: So um, so you would ideally like to live on 70 percent of your income and pay Use twenty percent to pay off debts and ten percent put ten percent into your wealth fund. And then when your debts are paid off, then you'll have you know a ninety percent that you're living on, you see, and you'll still have ten percent to put into your wealth fund. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: So and and that's perfect flow. Yeah, that is yeah. So think of it as paying yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're paying exactly. yourself and you're you're building for your future.
3: Yeah.
4: And it's 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 a it's a really good feeling. And yeah. it's not
3: in, an emergency fund, it's a right, wealth right. fund. <laughs> and then,
4: and so, you know, as you don't know, go into the thoughts create things, you know that we talk about that in the book as well. And I remember when I was working, I was in my 30s and I was um uh tasked with incorporating a subsidiary into our company. And I knew that the CEO of the subsidiary, he was in his 40s, I think, at the time. And he, I, somehow it I just came out in, in passing, that he owned his house outright. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was a novelty. Like my parents <laughs> were always paying a mortgage. You yeah, know, were all up that. until, you know, um, until they you know, 70s or so. They always had a mortgage. And it's like, wow, I set the intention then. And this is long before I had studied manifestation and energy and all that. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, by the time I'm in my forties, I'm going to own my house outright." And you know what? It happened, and it not only happened for one house; it happened for two houses, wow. and it was awesome. It was awesome. It's like, and then when I went back and started learning about all of this, it, oh my gosh, I have been doing that. I have been living that way. And you know, you said a thought, or set of thought, a set of intention, and open to the possibility, and boom, it happens. You know, you- it's. it's like you were get living. Rearranged.
1: You were living a lot of this before you studied it and I was, wrote about it. I was. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yes, yeah. I was. And so it was. Um, it was fun studying about it, and then piecing, you know, back or backtracking into into my own life, my own career, and how I grew up. Because I, I think I told you during um, our earliest session, I grew up as one of nine, and you're one of nine, right? right? Right. Right. And so, uh, a lot of circulation in there. There's a lot of circulation in there, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. And I so, want to ask
1: you though, um, because we're we're coming up to a close, and I want to make sure everybody can get hold of you and get hold of this book. I mean, it is a wealth of information. It's it's. I heard somebody refer to it as the encyclopedia of, <laughs> of wealth and success, yes. and and really energy movement.
4: And that's right. And, so, um,
1: we- so if you guys can give me um, sure. where everybody can get hold of you, that'd be yeah, great. The book
4: has its own website, www.moneyisanenergygame.com. So just the title of the book, moneyisanenergygame.com. That's where you go to get the print version. And you can also click on the Kindle version there as well. Okay, great. And our bios are out on that website. And then my um, business website is www. Feng dot com. It's F E N G S H U I connections with an S dot com, feng dot com. And Madeline.
3: Oh, my business uh, site is PolarisBusinessGuides.com. That's Polaris dot com. That's P O L A R I S, like the North Star Polaris Business, spelled regular guides with an S on it dot com.
1: And we can also buy the guide. To yes, Tommy.
3: Yeah, at the yeah, Polaris Business you can get either a digital or a printed version of it. Right. So they it, have both the, the 2021 and the 2022 uh, guides available.
4: And also, if you go into the store there, Madeline, is it under store? We have um, some recordings, some emotional freedom and healing recordings. Yes, we, yes have- we have
3: emotional freedom and healing recordings there. Yes, that's right. And we actually sell the prosperity uh, release that Peg provides for the book right, for twenty five bucks, right. <laughs> so you can buy the book and get a free. Right. So it's it's, it's so it's
4: not it's the exact release that's in the book. It's a separate release that I, I did separately for that. But it, it, it it's uh, similar. The book is, the one in the book is custom to the book.
1: Yeah. Thanks. And if anyone wants to get hold of me and I can bring you through to these authors as well, it is a view through the veil at gmail.com or a view through the veil.com. Thanks so much for being on my show. I really enjoyed it. It is a wealth of information and I've enjoyed the interview. I've enjoyed both of you. So thank you. Thank you you for having me. Yeah, it's really been a pleasure. Have a great weekend.